Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And if you're not watching us right now, it's because you're not on YouTube. So make sure you head on over to YouTube so you can watch the show as well as hear the show. And lots of people like to to, to watch the show, and it's a good way to share it as well. And by the way, it ticks off YouTube when you guys share the show and watch the show there because they really, really... And Facebook, too. Uh, When you share us and you watch us, you make Facebook mad, you make Twitter mad, you make YouTube mad because they really, really hate us. They are... Every single show on YouTube is now flagged and and requires manual review. So I I think that's kind of cool, though, the fact that some live... liberty? Well, no, that that some live person has to, at the YouTube company, has to go through and watch our videos to to manually review that. I'd love to meet them or hear from them. Yeah. Like, we have a contact on on your website. So I would love for the, I mean, you know, create create a temporary email and send, you know, send an anonymous email. I mean, I would love to hear their thoughts. I mean, it's it's beyond comprehension to me what is objectionable about some of the shows that they flagged. I mean, it's, it's bizarre to the, me. Because, the show we did on Mother's Day about the founding mothers, they, they yeah, flagged that show. It's hard to comprehend. I After mean, manual review, they flagged the show. Yeah, so, so there is a, which... To me, goes only to, you know, to further what we our sort of theory that we posited in the first place, uh, which but but it's bizarre because people don't normally come out and just admit mm-hmm. I hate liberty, uh, I, I I you know I don't want women to be empowered. I, I mean, prefer it, revisionism history. It's just bizarre because yeah. you know you're teaching about the mothers and these are uh, these are stories of strong women doing great things, but. It doesn't fit in the narrative. So if if you're if you're a person who's saying you know hey prior to I don't know prior to the arrival of Hillary Clinton uh, you, you know every woman was oppressed uh, <laughs> every woman was essentially enslaved to, Hillary to is their our savior. husbands you know so I mean that's the history that's promoted mm-hmm. so that has to be the objection it seems to me to the show because so so which then says. To you know, for me about that person censoring and saying it's inappropriate is, hey, I, I like lies. I don't want truth to be told. I don't want true history. Even though I say I believe in empowering women, I actually don't because I don't want you know stories of women 
who were powerful and strong back in the revolutionary times. I don't want that shown because, right. you know, I have to make sure that everybody hates the founders and hates America. And if they realize that many of them respected their women, depended on their women, right. listened to their counsel. I mean, right. we can't tell, we can't allow we stories had, of Mercy female, Otis Warren. Right, female political advisors. Yeah, so I would love, I mean, I would love to hear someone, whoever is, is saying this is inappropriate. I would love to hear their explanation to refute what I believe is that they want to, they want people to hate America so that they could change it. They want people to hate strong right. women unless you meet all the, you know, check all the boxes. Unless you're, 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 you're a, a, an obnoxious woman, which is sometimes well, I mean, you mistaken have to, to be strong. You're an ob obnoxious woman that wants to kill babies. Well, that's and the thing. I, that's what I'm saying. You have to check all the boxes. Right. So, so if you don't hate men, if you don't hate Christianity, if you don't hate America, uh, if you are, uh, if you're not pro-abortion, mm -hmm. then, you know, then you're not, you're not accepted, right? You're, you ha you're of no value. And this right. is, th that's what seems to me contradictory. That's why I'd like to hear from, because it's contradictory, you know, the whole me too idea, the philosophy, and they're always, they're always coming back and arguing that, you know, our opinion should be valid. You can't, you know, you have no right silencing women, no matter whatever. Right. All all opinions, all ought to be heard. So the stories of all women, they ought to be heard. But that's not actually what they believe. So yeah. the people. So the story of Mercy Otis Warren can't be heard. Right. The story of of uh, Phyllis Wheatley can't be heard. The story of yeah. of uh, uh, of Abigail Adams. Or so any of these so I think heard, a lot so. of times, and I apologize, but I I think a lot of times you're censored because of me. Because based on all that information is why I say, and I'm going to say now here again, those working at YouTube are liars. Those working at Facebook are liars. Because yeah. they say they believe one thing, but you demonstrate by your actions of censoring those who don't fit your mold, even though they're women and you say all these things apply to women, the fact that you, you, want, that, uh, you want that silenced betrays the truth that... Right. You don't actually believe that. You're a liar. This is cover so that you can control other people and silence anything that you don't agree with. Though none of this is hurting anybody. This is an empowering message. Empowering. For, yeah, I had for that anyone, conversation with anyone somebody who on, hears it. I had that conversation with somebody on Twitter the other day. This uh, young black man who's actually seems to be conservative, seems to be uh, a gun rights kind of guy. He made the comment that... Hey, remember the Constitution didn't even include, it wasn't meant to apply to black people when it was written, but here I am in America, a black man possessing a gun. So he, I mean, he was trying to, to make the positive out of it, but in reality, he was denying himself amazing truth and power. And I'm trying to have a real conversation with this young man to try to explain to him, look, there's a real power, there's a real boldness that's available to you if you really understand the 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 hidden black history yeah. of America. And so, th so then amazing. how so then how do how do the censors at Facebook and YouTube and Google and all these places. How do you reconcile that to yourself? I mean, that again, there, there's another thing that says to me, mm -hmm. you actually have no sense of morality because how do you reconcile that to yourself when you're 
you're not for empowering right. minorities. Right. You're not for empowering women. You're mm-hmm. you're for controlling other people with whom you disagree. Right. And that, that you know so. So then, you know, you just basically add confirmation when we say you're a bunch of snowflakes who can't <laughs> handle, uh, you know, any differing opinion. Like discourse is dead. It used to be you could simply you state your case, I state my case, and we agreed, we disagree agreeably and say I don't believe that. You're you're happy to say that. I think you're a total idiot, and that was fine, right? Mm-hmm. Now discourse is simply not allowed because we have this power that we can simply throw a switch and press a button and silence you so that you're simply not heard. That well, that to gonna, me is cowardice yeah. and you know it confirms what we say about you. You are thin-skinned, uh, feeble-minded cowards and you're dishonest. Well, they're going to hate this show too because along they with... They already hate the first two along, minutes. So. Well, that, that won't matter. <laughs> Uh, you know they've leapt over that actually on a couple of shows. They've so I don't think it's you, JC, because they've they've manually reviewed several shows where you've called them liars and they've they are they've liars. lifted P- prove the ban. So prove yeah, me yeah, wrong. Right. It's well, an open invitation. I don't prove think they're disagreeing with you. If you don't, if you're not a liar, if you are actually honest about what you say, then prove us wrong. We have an email. You know what it is. So they always flag the shows where we talk about the separation of powers between the states and the federal government. Even after manual review, uh, I did a show where the uh, I said the governor of New Mexico needed to be taken to the woodshed over her over her submission, her 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 slavish submission yeah. to the federal government. Speaking, and speaking in literary speaking terms. Speaking right? in literary not, terms, not, obviously. And not, I actually said that, speaking in literary terms, not 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 actual literally. Yeah, it's but, like it's so. like the boxer or the, the, the champ the other day saying, you know, when they kill this guy and and whatever, and people are like, oh, he's literally calling for the murder of his opponent. Are you stupid? I mean, yeah. Come on, people. So, again, there's the snowflake thing again. Right. You're, you're so sensitive and so ignorant, you don't even understand, you know, idioms and colloquialism. It's 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 in, it's insanity. So you're no, dealing it's, with it's an really inabili- it's an inability to think today, JC. I think we've been talking about that for a while now. There's, there's an inability to engage in real critical thinking, and everything is, is taken... At a surface emotional level, the this this generation that has been raised up, and I think that it is it has bled into upper and lower generations to a certain degree, simply cannot cannot look at issues uh, from a deeper perspective than ooh, you know, I don't like how that sounds, or I don't like how that makes me feel, or, you know... Well, what's sad about it to me is, so the person that will ban this show later uh, has no idea that they're destroying their own future, right? right? So you're creating this system of total control of discourse. And so a guy like Donald Trump, who they hate, like a guy like that, who then totally does, can do whatever... uh, will then be in a position to control and he can start censoring you. So the same thing they're now just just openly and 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 bla- brazenly doing to to other people abusing mm-hmm. other people because they have the power to. Well, they're Hannah making Winter, this the norm for yeah. people who they disagree with when they get into a power going to do it to them. Hannah Winthrop, one of our founding mothers said, "How often do we see men precipitately maddening on to their own destruction?" Yeah, and, so, and, and that's exactly what this is. The, the ignorance is driving them to create their own means of 
of the elimination of their own of their own rights and their own right. abilities. And what's crazy? So I mean, here we're a show. I mean, when we talk, this is this message is lefties should be heard. Those on the right should be heard. You know, every position should be heard. We should be informed. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron. I like to hear opposing opinions because it helps me think. Sometimes I may listen to somebody else and realize. Okay, I need to adjust. Maybe they're a little bit right. I'm a little bit wrong or vice versa. Well, when we get back from the break, we're going to be talking about the separation of powers issue again between uh, the states and the federal government. And this is the battleground, America. Let's, Let's be clear. This is the battleground because this is the ultimate check and balance on federal power. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L dot com where you can hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music Play, Jesus Pod, which I think is really cool. We're on Jesus Pod. And uh, you can find us at chrisannhall.com as well. You know, we did the show yesterday about Arizona, or I'm sorry, Arkansas and the federal drug laws, that they've nullified the federal drug laws. And now for some strange reason, Arkansas government thinks that it's it's appropriate to nullify federal marijuana laws, but somehow inappropriate to nullify federal gun laws. In spite of the fact that the federal constitution actually prohibits the federal government from creating gun laws, I don't get that. So By our- the way, this is where you get flagged. You know, you've noticed this pattern when it's mm-hmm. this topic because when you say a word like sovereignty, that's yeah. already in the AI. Ooh, I'm in the sovereign citizen because group, right? you're, it's related to sovereign citizen. Yeah. Who, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And that's why I named the book our my book Sovereign Duty. No. I mean, I, I did that on purpose because I remember having this conversation. He's like, you, you said. I don't know if you want to use that word sovereign in the title. I said, yes, I do. That's exactly why, you know. Uh, But our topic today has to do with the separation of powers between the state and the federal government. And I'm really happy with the way Texas is handling congressional inquiry. Congress, uh, the House of Representatives, has issued some subpoenas to Texas. And Texas is refusing to comply. They're not even going to be involved in the investigations. They said, look... We don't derive our power from the federal constitution. We're not one of your cabinet members. We're not a federal agency. You don't have authority over us. And so basically what they're saying is uh, we have a separate sovereign immunity from congressional inquiry, all right? So we're not saying that Texas has an immunity to criminal prosecution. So if, if someone in Texas was committing a crime, right, then they should be prosecuted for committing that crime. The mm-hmm. immunity comes because just just like the Attorney General Ken Paxton's office said, look, we are not under congressional oversight. Yeah, We are not subject to congressional oversight. We are not a federal minion. So you can't demand documents from us. The state is a subject 
to the people of that state. Yes. That's who's over the state. The federal government and its organs are not over the state. Right. And, it, and of course, again, it goes back to the supremacy law and then there's supremacy clause these guys will bring up in federal mm-hmm. law, Trump state law. No, it's saying where that the states conform to the the compact that they made right. which is the constitution constitution trumps anything you're trying to make contrary to that because it's the supreme law of the land right and and this is what happens when we we are confused in our education in America today. We are extremely confused. And even on we get the, a job as a YouTube censor. Upper <laughs> or a congressman or a lawyer. Right. Because law schools confuse matters. Right? Because how many people well we're gonna see this in a quote in a little bit from a law professor. But the one thing that adds to this is this idea that uh, of dual sovereignty that Paxton, Paxton's office says that we have we are uh, we we have a dual sovereignty with the federal government. Now the problem is though that term is a very specific term of art in the legal fields that we've been talking about, right? Are uh, uh, you and I have been talking about off the air actually? Yeah. So uh, dual sovereignty. I'm trying to see the exact. Uh, it says way Texas he does not draw this. its authority from the United States or the United States Constitution, but from its state, state as is, but from its status as a dual sovereign within the union. Okay, we are taught in law school that that term now is not a matter of of criminal law, but it is a matter of equal footing so states are duly and federal government are duly sovereign they have equal footing with each other see the term okay as i understand it as i was reading mm-hmm. this stuff is dual sovereignty what you're referring right. to he uses this thing as a noun we right. are a dual sovereign this is not the same thing so he right. the way he's using this muddies the water well because that's what we're taught in law school. He's an attorney general. A dual sovereign within the union means every state is on the same level with each other, which is true. But all states are on the same co-equal level with the federal government. And I, and when we get back, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But we actually heard uh, Chris Kobach say this in Kansas in a speech one time that the federal government and the states have co-equal authority. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, you know... I don't want this to sound arrogant, but I wish our politicians and our law students would have to take some classes at Liberty First University (laughs) rather than what they hear at the law schools. Because this use of the term, as you point out, dual sovereign is different than dual sovereignty. Yeah, the doctrine of dual First off, here's the problem. I wouldn't use it to express what he's trying to say at all. I'd avoid this term. Because there is also another concept with this. There's another doctrine with the same name mm-hmm. they, that dual sovereignty in law dictionaries mm-hmm. it basically talks about a person being able to be 
uh, tried, tried for the same mm-hmm. crime in multiple spheres of government, either right. in two states for the same crime or uh, in at the state and the federal level, double jeopardy notwithstanding. So it's already confusing. What he's, what he's trying to say, what he ought to be trying to say, is that uh, the states are independent, like the Supreme Court justice said. The states separate, are independent, separate, separate sovereigns. sovereigns. And that's and 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 I don't understand why. Well, I know why the word dual is in there because I'm telling you, that's what they teach us in law school, and that is a way, JC, to undermine the sovereignty of the state. So yeah. when you put, the I don't, that's not what Mr. Paxton's trying to do, but that's what they do in his brain in law school. That's what right. they try to do to right. him. So they put, well, and I'm not certain that he doesn't believe this, but that the federal government and the states are equal footing, which then puts the federal government just ahead up because of the misapplication of the sov- of the of the supremacy clause. And so what we have now is a former Republican attorney general in Virginia. Uh, said that that the constitutional principles are at stake here. He says the sovereignty of the states and the supremacy clause, which gives the federal government an edge in clashes with the states. Okay, so this is where we get now. This is where this dual sovereignty means. So in law school, dual sovereignty sets the states on the federal government up like this. Then as this this uh, former Republican attorney general in Virginia, and I don't know how to say his last name, his first name's Ken. He says, okay, so here we start off here. Oh, Ken Cuccinelli, yeah. Yeah, Ken, is that how you say it? Cuccinelli. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Ken Cuccinelli says, uh, yes, we have this dual sovereignty, which we're taught means equal, but the supremacy clause gives the federal government an edge. And that's what I was trying to explain. Here they go, coming out of turn three. He's going to run a neck and neck. He's going to head to the finish line. And federal government wins by a nose. From the supremacy clause. Wins by a nose. Right. So I have up here on the YouTube channel, so you can see this. This is the the supremacy clause. Because in law school, and you will hear people say this over and over again, JC, the supremacy clause makes the federal government supreme to the the states. states. Right? So I just want to take a second or two to look at the supremacy clause and see this because this you, is you, by the way you could say it in another way so right adding some accurate history in there mm-hmm. right then you would have to express it in this way the states when they wrote the supremacy clause yes. <laughs> made the federal government supreme over themselves, themselves. <laughs> that's what they mean but when the states ratified the supremacy clause Mm-hmm. What they really established, and this is just by simple reading. These lawyers, I okay, so lawyers don't read the Constitution. Lawyers read what other people write about the Constitution, and that's where that error comes in. This is a supremacy clause. If you're looking at it on YouTube, follow along with me. It says, This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, shall be the supreme law of the land. Right. So the federal laws are not supreme to the states. It is the Constitution that is supreme to the states and the federal government. And any law that is made that is in pursuance to the Constitution then becomes equal to the Constitution because it's it, it's made with the Constitution. Now, the, the, the supremacy clause are the states in their compact simply making the agreement among themselves that they will follow the compact and it will be the, the ruling uh, standard. Yes, not and, only that, And JC. that all laws 
that are made by right. Congress will conform to that standard. So the supremacy clause is about the supremacy of the Constitution. That's right. Not that's the supremacy of the federal and government. And that's why it's called the supremacy clause, referring to the Constitution, not to the federal government. But it also there, there says is in fact in here, nowhere. I mean, there it is on on the screen mm -hmm. there. I mean, you can look it up on your computer, Google it, supremacy clause, read the supremacy clause. Don't Google there, it, read the clause actually. But there's nowhere, nowhere, not a single phrase in the entire clause that says the federal government is supreme over anything. There's no reference to the federal government in any way whatsoever But in it that actually clause. says, JC, when you read it through the proper grammar, that laws that are not made in pursuance to the Constitution are not binding upon the states. Right. It says, This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, uh, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. So if you grammatically stick a no in there, the, the laws of the United States, which are not made in pursuance thereof, shall not be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall not be bound thereby. Now, you're my grammar guy. I'm not changing anything about the meaning of this, am no. I? We are applying the meaning in the negative. And so what, what Paxton's office is simply saying is this, look, we, the Constitution does not delegate to you an authority to over the states. And since your asserted authority is not made in pursuance to the Constitution, then we are not bound by it. It's, it's a subversion of authority is what mm -hmm. they do here. Everything in the clause is pointing to the Constitution. The Constitution is the theme, is the subject mm -hmm. of this statement. And they subvert that by replacing constitution as the object of the phrase with federal government the right. constitution is not the same thing as the federal government the constitution creates the federal government and lays out its bounds it's just like in theology we we talk about um faith is defined by its object right mm -hmm. faith is defined by its object and if you swap out the object of that faith then that dictates the outworking right result of that faith you say my faith is in you know, if you're a Christian, so my faith is in Christ, right? That's your faith is determined by its object. So you can't substitute pastor for that. You can't substitute, you know, some leader, right? It's a difference. The difference in uh, true faith, true, you know, sincere religion and a cult when mm -hmm. you s swap the object of faith. Right. So in this sense, you're basically creating the cult of the federal government yes. <laughs> because they swapped out the constitution right. with oh, the object goodness. of federal government. So they're so now we cult have... worshipers of this entity that they want to rule over. And by the way, so that's federal... what cult leader does rule over yeah. all the people that they see as that, that they want to subjugate under so that So federal supremacists are, are actually federal cultists. Correct. That's right. So now we have the professor at the South Texas Law, uh, College of Law in Houston who says, well, you know, this is all well and good when Congress is still requesting, but, but there will be a complication 
if the committees feel strong enough to approve subpoenas. So he's now asserting that legally the federal government has authority over the federal government. But we all know the subpoenas don't, uh, I mean, over the states, right? The, the, The Congress has legally has this ruling power over the states, which they do not. And, and we all know subpoenas don't, uh, congressional subpoenas don't comply with the Fourth Amendment anyway. Look no. at what's happening to Donald Trump and his, and his uh, financial records. First off, Those how things do you, are just a joke. First off, how do you subpoena a state? Yes. Right? Who are you? Right? It has, yes. It's got to be an in, individual or, or, or something. I mean, come on. What are you subpoenaing? Are you saying the state is guilty of a federal crime? Yeah. I mean, what does it even mean? Yeah. So that's why this, these subpoenas cannot uh, sub, these subpoenas cannot comply with the Fourth Amendment. The state is not not subject to these things. Here's the other thing. Blackman says that Texas needs to head off the subpoenas by uh, by picking a court in Texas and asking uh, a federal court in Texas and asking for a temporary restraining order See, against having to turn over documents. That, this, that's, that's exactly yes. what Florida did Yes, and how we ended up with Obamacare. Yeah, seriously. If Okay, look, if Paxton is right, and nobody's saying he's wrong, if Paxton is right and they don't derive their power from Meaning the... we're f- not saying he's wrong. No, well, I'm, right. oh, I'm not saying he's wrong. I don't think these people are saying he's wrong either, right? right? So the, the Texas does not derive its power from the U.S. Constitution. They are not underlings of Congress, right? Correct. So why would they have to sue in federal in court, federal court <laughs> to beg Give for relief to stand up for a power that is already theirs yeah. automatically? So, so you're going to... An entity that you say has no authority over you in this area, mm-hmm. and you're asking them for permission to to give you leeway in this area, which you say they have no authority in. So Josh it makes no so sense. So Josh Blackman is of a new elite cult, right? We have the federal cultist, but Professor John Blackman, uh, Josh Blackman, is of a judicial cult. Right, right. right, right. So he believes in the the ultimate ruling of the federal courts. So you have the federal cultists, but Mm -hmm. within the federal cultists is is a a more egregious cult, which is the judicial cult. And that's what Which you find in the legal realm. You find this everywhere. Right, right, right. And that's and and these these judicial cultists are also the ones that that teach this this dual sovereignty in which the supremacy clause gives them an edge, right? But you, and so you're always supporting this this false tyrannical ideology that somehow the people are subjects to the federal government. But the thing to do is what Mr. Paxton did. Mm-hmm. You simply assert you're a sovereignty, right? And then do nothing. And say we're not going to You don't have anything else to do. Even if Congress issues subpoenas. You do nothing. Paxton should have the same response. You have no jurisdiction over us, so we have no legal... Let me say this again. Congress does not have legal jurisdiction over the state, so a subpoena that they issue is null and void without jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. So Paxton and the governor ought to say, even if Mr. Blackman, they issue subpoenas, should say, look, you've got no jurisdiction over us. We've got no obligation to answer these subpoenas. We already told you this. We already told you this. I... (laughs) 
Assert this, your sovereignty and then go about your business. Assert your sovereignty and then be done. Don't give in to the judicial cult that makes you a slave. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Hey, JC, I just want to remind everybody out there listening, we have this amazing event in defense of liberty coming up in August. If you don't know about it, you need to know about it. Go to chrisannhall.com, click on the In Defense of Liberty uh, banner. It's constitutional training, hand-to-hand self-defense training, active shooter defense, handgun accuracy and precision training, in real life shooter training. And Larry Stevenson is the best teacher in the world on this. I'll just go ahead and say that. So what I want to cover real quick uh, is an issue with Florida. DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, DeSantis, has gone to Israel for a trade mission. And I've got up on YouTube all the headlines that go along with this. And this is an issue of state sovereignty that's skirting the edge that we need to be really careful about. The federal, the federal constitution delegates to the federal government the authority to create foreign treaties. And so what the governor of Florida is doing here is, and they're, they're defining this stuff very narrowly. Yeah. So that to, it, to avoid, to avoid the federal, those conflicts, those federal conflicts. But we've got to be very careful because we cannot have uh, governors going over and trying to make foreign treaties. Right. Because then you negate the whole purpose which, of the which, union and the constitution to right. begin with. Which, which they're not doing. No. They're not doing. No, but they're not saying, doing it's, it. It's so, it's so on the edge that, yes. you know, the I guess the concern is sort of transmitting that message yes. that it's okay. And you, you almost set the stage for, you almost anticipate like next thing you know, uh, some state is literally going to be making some sort of agreement with another government because because it's yeah. kind of the image that it what it's what it looks like now mm-hmm. they're leading a delegation of business people and and uh, you know and and this business is talking to business and then state officials talk you know what they say is listening to the, mm-hmm. the businesses listening to some of the uh, Israeli government agencies to get ideas to see how they do things but they like you said they're very particular about saying we're not conducting you know, mm-hmm. official government business, no legislative decisions or governmental decisions are going to be made and things like that. Uh, so they're really, you know, they're really staying on that edge and and do seem cognizant of the concept of the, what you're talking about. Yeah, and the, like, the problem is that the, I think the headlines are trying to do something here to maybe what we see the media do, make, like you said, make things more comfortable. Uh, DeSantis arrives in Israel today for a trade mission, right? Yeah. That's what we talk about the president doing trade missions. Yeah. DeSantis no, forges they, partnerships with an Israeli state, right? Or, or the, you know, the in third, politics. The third headline there. Mm-hmm. DeSantis forges partnerships, weighs in on international politics. Uh-huh. It makes it, it, it almost gives that image of 
here is the state government conducting foreign policy, yes, yes. which would be a constitutional violation. Right, right. That would be a problem now. That would be a serious problem. Now, there are internal problems with this, JC, because we know of sunshine laws in Florida. And I wanted to, to bring this up because... Uh, in this article, it says on his third day in Israel, DeSantis began at the Paris Center for Peace and Innovation, along with the Florida cabinet members, the attorney general, chief financial officer, agricultural commissioner, which, by the way, it says the agriculture commissioner joined DeSantis delegation after completing her own trade mission. Mm -hmm. See, we don't need states to be engaging in trade missions. This was a problem that we had during the Articles of Confederation. It's the entire reason that the federal government was delegated the authority on foreign commerce. We've got to be very careful in the way they're portraying this in the media. I don't know if this is exactly what's happening. We're very close here. And the thing about the Sunshine Law, JC, I don't know if you saw this, DeSantis signed an, a memorandum of understanding between Florida Atlantic University and Ariel University. Mm -hmm. That seems very official government business to me. Mm-hmm. Because of the Board of Governors, you know, for the, sure. for the, you know, I mean, he, this is the Florida Atlantic University run by the Board of Governors. He's making an agreement with another university. So I think that they're going to have some issues with Sunshine Law uh, problems with this. Because this is actually, that, that last one there is, is a governmental thing. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't get in the way of foreign commerce thing, but. They're. Really skirting the edge here. This is this is really really close stuff. So uh, you can see when we try to muddy the waters around here how things work, uh, and skirting the edge of the Constitution always I think brings bad bad results. So we will see you tomorrow. If you have any questions, you need more information about state sovereignty, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com or get my book Sovereign Duty.